This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. Apparently, this is show 332. If somebody's just come to Gadgets and Gizmos, just the wealth, the cornucopia uh, of material they've got to cover. Yes, and all I mean, of the devices were driven by steam when we started. They were. <laughs> and, we, and we used to meet live in a studio. Oh, that's Those how old-fashioned, yes. Exactly. Uh, uh, let I, us begin mm-hmm. uh, with Leica. Leica, the maker of high-end cameras, who um, are just about to produce their first phone. Right. It's a good thing, isn't it? It's called uh, Lights. It's their first staff uh, smartphone. Lights, spelled L-E-I-T-Z, which um, it, may, it may mean something in German. Who knows? I don't think it's just misspelling of lights. Doesn't it mean, actually mean light? I can't remember. It's a long time since I did German. You're looking it up now, aren't I'm you? I'm looking it up now. Yeah, they're going to prove me so completely wrong. Lights. Um, um, lights, the home of all your stationary and home office needs. Um, <laughs> okay, not clearly. No. No, it doesn't. I, I, okay. don't, I don't know. I don't think That's probably Lampfen or something. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Uh, Louis Lights invented the iconic lever arch file in 1896. Good gracious. I don't think of somebody inventing the lever arch file, but no. gosh. Isn't that clever? Oh. Mm. Yes. Well, clever until suddenly it doesn't start lining up properly. Yes. 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 Anyway, so lights of making a camera. Yep. And as you would expect, it has a rather good, uh, rather good, well, making a phone rather, has a rather good camera. It has a mm. one inch sensor, mm. which is huge for a phone. Absolutely huge. The only other camera with a one-inch sensor, was uh, the sensor made by Leica for a sharp camera, which uh, came out in May and was only available in Japan. Um, it's a 20-megapixel camera. It's huge and round. It is, well, it is more than an inch in diameter, mm-hmm. the lens. And it has a lens cap, which is something I haven't oh, seen on a gracious. phone ever. Absolutely well, charming. Except they're not, I mean, for a, ca- uh, for a camera, it's quite useful. As you know, I grumble quite a lot, but my Phone camera is now getting pretty useless because the lens is just so dirty. I try cleaning it, but I'd love to have it covered. Yes, it'd be quite a good thing, wouldn't it? Uh, Anyways, there's a magnetic lens cap, so it clips on and off. I mean, when it comes off, of course, there's still no way you could prevent losing it. Uh, But that happens with all lens caps anyway. And it will be uh, available uh, for a price of 187,920 Japanese yen. And I would translate that into pounds, but I'm not going to because it's only available in Japan. Oh. Uh, oh. Yes. Well, it would be and, about £1,200 or thereabouts. And, of course, when the play um, I Am a Camera uh, debuted on Broadway, the wonderful review of it, um, I've had to look it up to remember who reviewed it, it was Walter Kerr, said, uh, Mina Leica. Oh, very good. 
I thought was But I my camera, correct me if I'm wrong, is the play that then became the musical cabaret. I think that is true. Hmm. I think that is true. Which presumably he did like. I mean, no, like he must have been so pleased with that. <laughs> I know, I know. Life, life really has nothing more to offer when something <laughs> like that, does it? <laughs> um, so what now? Well, let's move on to uh, life jackets. Um, I am uh, about to go on a, a brief voting holiday, yes. and um, I will be lashing yourself to the mast. Of course. Right. I mean, one has to do that. <laughs> and then while I'm tapping the weevils out of my ship's biscuits, I expect. Right. Uh, I don't think I'll wear a life jacket because I can swim, but for people who can't, life jackets are good. Except life jackets are bulky and uncomfortable and awkward. Mm-hmm. Well, there is a new process which creates waterproof cotton. It makes uh, cotton uh, impermeable to water, and it also includes nanoscale air pockets, which makes it very, very buoyant. And it can support, well, they say it can support 35 times its own weight. But as it presumably doesn't weigh very much, I'm not quite sure how to to measure that one. Anyway, I think it's a very clever idea. The only problem is it's made made by the uh, Wuhan University of Technology. And Ah. not not a good branding to put on anything these days, I'd have thought. No, possibly mm. not. But still, sounds quite useful. So the life jacket you're not going to wear, you're going to you're going to not wear that life jacket instead of the other life jacket you're not going to wear because it's less bulky. That's exactly right. But yeah. I'm, I'm not wearing this one for health reasons. Yes, I don't want to catch COVID. From yes, it. yes, yes. No, I think that's very. Also, sensible. they haven't they haven't sort of quite finished inventing it yet, as is so oh, often okay. the case on this. And when are you going next week? Yes. Oh, okay. A bit be careful then. Uh, I'll be careful. I will, I will okay. tell you all about it when I get back. Um, or unless I don't get look back, forward to it. Don't see you as being the sort of somehow the seafaring type, but um, no, no, this speaking. is a boat on the Thames. Oh, I see. All right. I'm not sea. Oh no, I'm not seafaring. You, you have pictured me yachting. That's not me at all. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, Jaunty a, little cap, deck fully, shoes. Oh, I may still have the cap trousers. and the deck shoes. Oh, okay. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Uh, so let us move on to. Um, Weight loss. I'm, scientists have uh, been trying to come up with, you know, ways of, of automating weight loss for, well, forever, really. Mm. Um, and some scientists recently were uh, looking for a remedy uh, for type 2 diabetes. And uh, they uh, looked at uh, implanting the uh, a th- a thymic stromal lymphopoietin in mice. As you do, yes. As you do. And they found that the mice, even though they ate 30% more, Mm -hmm. they still lost weight. And they couldn't work out how this was happening until they noticed that the mice who were taking this this rather curious compound had particularly shiny coats. And they figured out they were sweating fat through their skin. Mm. Um. And so they're kind of looking at it for people. Although, I don't know, I can't imagine being uh, around someone who's very overweight while sweating fat through their skin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's sort of been the holy grail of sort of humanity, hasn't it, for many years? Yes, it absolutely has, yes. Without actually having to eat less. 
Do you have to eat 30% more in order to lose weight, I wonder? Uh, but no, but you can say to anyone who's trying to lose weight, here you go, take this pill, and you can eat 30% more while losing weight. They'd be delighted. They might even put up with the somewhat unpleasant side of it. <laughs> yes. Well, it could be more unpleasant, I can think of certain ways. Oh, well, well, they'd have a glossy coat. And when, like... and when will this actually reach the public? Pro- years and oh, years. Oh, years and years, because, I mean, there are obviously major safety issues. They've only tried it on mice so far. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a long time before it reaches the public, if ever, if ever. But it's, it's not quite an interesting idea. Okay. For mice uh, to bees. And uh, they've discovered that um, uh, bees are more effective at finding flowers when they've had a cup of coffee. Well, I say a cup of coffee. Um, not <laughs> well, yes, a cup of stopping coffee, at the motorway cap halfway up study. your garden. Yes. Yes. There was a previous <laughs> study um, in which they, they found that bees preferred to land on flowers which had been baited with caffeine. So they figured out, well, obviously bees must like caffeine in some way. Mm-hmm. So they now prime these bees in their nest. They call it a nest. It's a hive. It's obviously a hive. In their hive with caffeine, which they flavour with strawberry-flavoured sugar solution. Now, you'd think if you wanted to flavour or sweeten caffeine for bees, mm. you'd use honey, since there's plenty of it around in the hive. Well, perhaps it doesn't work. Perhaps it's not the flavour that they're after. But I don't know, it seems very odd. I mean, caffeine presumably does occur naturally, but not in most English country gardens. No. Or meadows. No, no. Well, well the bees obviously like the taste of it. And it you gives them that it. jolt in the morning. Why, why then do bees not congregate in countries that actually grow coffee? That's a very good question. Maybe because bees can't migrate. Can't they? Well, they've got tiny little wings. I don't think they can make it across mm, the Atlantic. Well, I suppose that's true. But I bet they've gone across on ships occasionally and suddenly turned up. There's a there's a, a rather nasty hornet that's turned up from the continent that is devastating the wasp population. Ah. I don't think they flew across La Manche. Yes, hornets devastating a wasp population. It's hard, really, to feel that sorry for them. Although I'm told wasps are actually very useful. Yes, wasps are, are, yes they are, apparently, and the hornets aren't. Um, so I read, but who knows? But bees, we all like bees, except when they sting us. Yes, but then you know you get a mild sting from a bee. However, I have been chased by uh, a nest of hornets uh, oh. for disturbing their nest, and when they sting you, it is vicious. Oh. It is absolutely vicious. It feels like being punched very hard. Well, give me bees. I, I'm, I'm I'm sorry that you are familiar enough with a punch to know that that you can make the comparison. I'm guessing. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> the hornets don't sound very nice at all. Well, no, the thing to do then, encourage as many bees as possible with caffeine in your garden. Exactly. I will do that. I will start um, getting uh, takeouts from Starbucks and <laughs> sprinkling it liberally around the garden. Okay, okay. Where now? Um, let us go on to sunglasses, and uh, particularly sports sunglasses. Now, I don't play a lot of sports, as you know. The only sport that I really play is croquet, when um, I do occasionally wear glasses, and the weight of the sunglasses not that important when I'm playing croquet, but if I were playing a sport that involved running around, I think the weight would be a major issue. And and the aerodynamic resistance. Yes, indeed. Where in in, in uh, again in uh, croquet is not again a major issue. Uh, 
Adidas have come up with a pair of uh, sports sunglasses made from a 3D printed nylon lattice. And because it's a lattice, it not only lets the air go through, but it weighs just 20 grams, which is uh, 0.7 of an ounce. So very, very light indeed. You hardly know you had them on. Uh, they uh, have UV blocking lenses and a silver mirror coating on the outside. They only made 150 of them in the first run, which they sold only to Adidas club members for $415 each, which it seems like a lot for a pair of sunglasses to me. Anyway, it was such a big success, they're going to make a whole load more of them and then sell them to the general public, or that is the general public who both like sport and have $415 hanging around uh, for a pair of sunglasses. Yes, I can't help thinking in 10 years' time, somebody's going to be auctioning one of those first batch sunglasses for some hideous amount of money. I think it's inevitable. Well, uh, let us pause to mull that back in just a moment. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. You're listening to Get. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Adjutant Gizmos, I'm Simon Rose, and he is Steve Kaplan. So, what's the latest one? The latest is from Huashong University in China, mm-hmm. who have in, uh, created a biodegradable plastic. Uh, which is well, that's exciting. It absolutely does, and it degrades in uh, w- within one week, which is very, very fast mm-hmm. when exposed to uh, sunlight or oxygen. Well, hang on a second. Yes, I indeed. Can see, I can see a problem with this. <laughs> yes, indeed. I know. Isn't it sad? They must have been so pleased with coming up with it and then found what can they do with it. They've suggested that one possible use could be internal components in smartphones. <laughs> Which I suppose, uh, as a proportion yes. of all the plastic in the world, is probably not a very high amount. Yes, yes. It's a shame, isn't it? Because it was such a good idea. However, but, uh, if they're able to find biodegradable plastic that works when exposed to sun or oxygen, possibly that means that, you know, in the years to come, somebody will actually invent biodegradable plastic, which we all yes, quite like. Which we, we were smothered absolutely. by this stuff. Exactly. Interesting how in the pandemic, suddenly plastic, which had been, you know, utterly demonised, suddenly people forgot about that because it was quite useful for putting up screens and things. Yes. It was everywhere. But that will have to be disposed of eventually, I suppose. There will be perspex mountains, won't there? All those discarded screens. Yes, yes. Mm. And what they can be used for. It's very odd because when you watch The Graduate, there's that one line when um, Benjamin is recommended to go into plastics that now just seems so odd. Plastics, it's the future, essentially, is what they're saying. Ah, yes. Yes. Yeah. And how sensible he was not going into plastics. I mean, he'd he'd be a, a an embittered, you know, upper manager now, worried he about this. Yes, nobody would talk to him at dinner parties. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Well, let us move on to our product of the week. We um, have a 
We don't have a, a sting for no, a product we don't, of the we week. we don't have it very often. Uh, this is uh, the Casio CTS1. And the reason it's my product of the week is because I bought one last week. Mm-hmm. It is a piano keyboard. Right. It has 61 full-size keys. Mm-hmm. Um which is uh, which is very good. It has built-in amp and speakers, and the best of all, it's powered by six AA batteries. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Can you get to the end of the song before you have to renew them? I have been using it for over a week now, hmm. um, and I've not had to replace the batteries once. Why using a keyboard when you have a perfectly good piano? Oh, because if I go to uh, parties, for ex- example. Or if I go to the houses of friends who are yeah, yeah. singers, or as you will recall from your personal experience, if a friend with a ukulele comes around <laughs> and wants to play it and sing. Uh, yes, I suppose so. Yeah. The idea that you go to parties, where you have a big coat hiding this keyboard underneath, just in case you're asked to play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I usually make arrangements with the host first. Yeah. 61 but keys, a, how, many, how many keys does a piano usually have? It's not many I've more, it, is it? I've got it. 88 oh. is the usual number. One, oh, okay. two, three... You're not counting the keys. Five, the 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 octaves. Oh, I see. Oh, right, right. Yes. Five octaves, which is enough because you don't tend to use the very top and very bottom of a piano. And it's got a button so you can shift the octaves up and down if you do. Oh, okay. But it's absolutely. But you've had keyboards before. Why why did you decide to get a new keyboard? Um, I got a new keyboard because I lent my old keyboard to a pianist who was performing a uh, a piano score to Charlie Chaplin's film, The Kid, Mm -hmm. um, which um, was, uh, because it's the centenary of The Kid, Mm -hmm. and the pianist came over from Holland. And the reason she came over from Holland is because she's the only person in the world who is allowed to play the piano to The Kid. In public, I bet people all the time are playing the piano to the kids, you know, in the privacy of their own homes. As you say, the only person who's allowed in public. Uh, Because uh, Charlie Chaplin wrote the the score. Mm. And he didn't write it as a piano score. So what she did was she listened to the film several times and learned it from copying the orchestral version. Yes. And she told me that she met uh, the guy who did the orchestration with Charlie Chaplin. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was a very old man at that stage. And uh, he said, oh, you know, I really like the way you play it. You have the worldwide license to, to play it. And she said, why on earth did you write it in F sharp? Which is an appalling key for a pianist. And he said, I didn't. I wrote it in F, but they sped the film up when they, when they, um, when they showed it. That's extraordinary. Yes. Only by a small amount, but enough to just lift it up into F sharp. And she's been yes. playing it in F sharp. Yes. Presumably now, presumably now can't go back to F. Again. He can't go back because that's how she's learned it. Extraordinary. Mm. Hmm. That that little section might be more of interest to us than many of the listeners. I suspect. Yes, indeed, that's quite yes. possible. Let us move on <laughs> to our crowdfunding. So what you didn't say was how much oh. this this thing was. I mean, you're recommending it to people, but we don't know if it's you know going to cost an arm or leg. And frankly, 200... if it does cost the arm, it's going to be rather hard to play. It is at two hundred and forty-nine pounds. Oh, that doesn't seem excessive. And well, I have it here. Look, I'm and can you plug it, it in as well? Yes, yes, you can plug it into. Uh, you can plug it into a uh, uh, a separate amp and speaker if you want to. And, I used to um, yes, I used uh, to have a, a rather good. Oh, and it, it has weighted like keys, presumably. It doesn't have weighted keys. Oh. I specifically wanted one without weighted keys because. Why? 
pianos with weighted keys are very, very heavy. Oh, okay. But they're and, much and nicer to play. To around. Okay. They are. They've got a load of... Many, many sounds. In fact, there's 61 keys. I think there are 61 sounds, one for each key. And it's absolutely gorgeous. It's called the Casio CTS-1, and it is a beautiful piano. Um, did the uh, pianist who has the rights to play the kid then not return your previous keyboard? Um, uh, they yes. Areas, they've gone back to the continent with it. Uh, they haven't, but the keyboard is now in the hands of someone else who doesn't have a keyboard. And the, it, oh, was, okay, it was a, it was a full-size keyboard, and which I got so that I could carry it around, but it was too heavy to carry around that didn't take batteries. And so I got this one instead. And, it's, and I haven't looked back. Excellent. Well, I'm very impressed. Yes. We'll be coming out from beneath the floor of the Odeon Leicester Square in no time at all. It's the only place I, I know that still has one of those organs that will come up through the floor. I'm sure oh, it's not the only one. Do they ever use wonderful. it? It used to be used at premieres of children's films on a oh. sort of Sunday morning when you used to get the previews. I mean, I've seen a few. I even interviewed the man, Donald McKenzie. I don't know if he's still the organist, but a long time ago. But they, they are. It is rather wonderful. There's something of a sense of a theatre. Absolutely, uh, there is. But yeah. then in the cinema, they don't even... They, I've just realised they don't even part the curtains anymore in most cinemas. You remember that no, all added yes, to the sense of yes, theatre? Yes. Mm. Oh, moving on. like they used to. Let us go to our crowdfunding time of the week. So you Please. want one of these. And introducing on Indiegogo the WinMax 2021. Um, right. The name doesn't give a lot away. It describes itself as the world's smallest handheld gaming laptop. I'm no wiser. No, indeed. It is a it's a laptop with um, uh, an Intel i7 chip inside running the Windows 10 with 16 gigabytes of RAM and an 8-inch screen, which is quite small for a laptop. Mm. Um, what makes it a gaming laptop is uh, between the keyboard and the screen, there are two joysticks and the familiar D-pad and the ABXY keys that you get on gaming machines. And the you say a D-pad, what is a D? I don't know what a D-pad is. I don't know why it's called a D-pad, because it's, a, it's shaped like a plus. It's, a, it's oh, the, up, down, left and right. Oh, yeah, okay, yes. Things, okay. yes. Not the joysticks, which are operated by the thumb, but yes, a different kind yes, of okay. thing. And with the two triggers outfit on the front, uh, which is just such an absolutely bizarre compromise that I... I can't understand why anyone would really uh, want one. It's it's like taking all the controls of an Xbox or a PlayStation and putting them in really awkward location uh, between the keyboard and screen of a laptop. So I don't know why they're doing it. Anyway, they are selling it on Indiegogo. They are selling it for 7,760 Hong Kong dollars, which is about 718 pounds. Mm -hmm. And as far as I can see, people seem to want it because they are shedding out their money for it. Extraordinary, really, isn't it? Well, it seems odd, but then I'm not much of a gamer anyway, so I suppose I have nothing to compare it to. No. Okay, we still have time for something. Uh, well, you could compare it to our second uh, Kickstarter uh, project of the month. I don't, do we have, need an extra fanfare? I don't think we need no, I don't think so. I think so. Um, which is... The sign language translation glove. Bizarre Ooh. though it sounds. And this is from Wulala in China. 
And it's so that people who are deaf can uh, use their hands to do sign language, which is then translated either into text on a smartphone screen or into synthetic speech. Uh, and they claim it can even translate between languages. It uh, sounds exciting. It does. Um, £509 for one glove. Um, which is odd. I thought you always needed two hands to do sign language, but it appears you can do it with one hand. Um, so you can buy one glove for £509 or 10 gloves for £5,447. Well, hang on a second. You're paying more if you buy 10. Yes. I know. It doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? No. And no price at all for two gloves. Strange. I, w I mean, maybe sign language in other countries isn't using two hands, but I, I, I don't know. No, I don't know. Maybe it isn't. You'd think of all places, China, because uh, China has a sort of very complicated written mm. uh, speech, written text, um, and you'd think you'd need at least two hands, if not two feet as well. I can't answer that, I'm afraid. I no, do not know. Can't. We will we find always, out. We could research it. And we're almost out of time. You've got any more of those Amazon reviews? I love those last ones. Oh, I do. So these are Amazon reviews for silly products. Uh, one is for the Titan Coffin, which is on sale. I know. You can buy a casket, is what they call it. You can right. buy it at Amazon in the US for $771, reduced yeah. for $999. So bargain. Wow. Drop dead now, I think, is the message yes. there. <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh, the, the top review says, no complaints from Grandpa. Oh, ooh, that's a bit sick. It is a bit sick. Um, the the uh, Amazon product that attracts the most reviews is um, methylated spirit, because right. people review it as if it's a fine wine. And one of my favourite <laughs> ones was uh, one of the questions, someone saying, can it be enjoyed with cheese? And the answer being, I like to put it on chips, and sometimes I use meths instead of oil to cook the chips because I like purple. I've suffered absolutely no brain damage, and right now I'm on my way to the local burger van to scream at pigeons. <laughs> Fantastic. Steve Kaplan, thank you very much indeed. That's it for this edition of Gadgets and Gizmos. We'll be back with more at the same time next week. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's Gadgets and Gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.